Hi everyone and welcome back to our podcast and uh, so today I have had uh, you know repetitive questions from my patients and and this is actually pertaining to pain management and uh, so for the past 2 weeks I've had uh, about 4 new patients uh, coming in with acute uh, lumbago or low back pain and uh, these 4 patients had one thing in common they were all wearing um, a back corset you know like the back uh, support brace and um, uh, and one of the things that they were very clear about uh, or one of the things that uh, appeared to be very common among all the four patients is the fact that uh, the doctor uh, who had uh, assessed each of these patients uh, which I assume they did assess recommended that they should not bend so uh, for main reason being okay, these patients have uh, annuated discs, they have degenerative disc, you know, where the, uh, the cartilage that um, potentially supports in between the uh, vertebras of the spine, what we call discs, that they, they had uh, some uh, wear and tear, they had some uh, what we call degeneration and some had uh, bulging discs. But luckily, none of the patients actually presented with pain extending into the legs, which kind of raises alarm. But anyway, so besides that, so there's one concept that I find really interesting in manuotherapy. And uh, as a fascia therapist, then I try to integrate, you know, all the experiences, all the expertise and, you know, practice and uh, evidence from, you know, the scientific research. And, and and I wonder, you know, what kind of management are we offering to our patients? Um, and this is precisely because we have to understand the relationship between uh, movement and pain. And, and movement in, in the perspective of tissue mobility and, of course, pain in terms of interpretation of what we feel. And this uh, has got into my attention that some of the uh, radiographic imaging, uh, I don't, I, I don't really castigate and say, oh, you know, you don't need X-ray, you don't need MRI. But sometimes you have to really figure out what are the clear indications. Uh, does this patient benefit in the direction we are taking? For example, if you do an MRI, does that change the ultimate goal of getting you out of pain, or does that, you know, change the direction? At, how we look at things and I'd like to share some of the studies done uh, pertaining you know some of the great research around um, imaging and this is really intriguing that ideally does pain really occur when you're injured you know is it like if you have an injury is that when the pain occurs but honestly no so pain has a, and, and, and there are studies that have supported that. Uh, for example, it's estimated that actually about 40% of uh, asymptomatic people have a bulging disc on MRI. And this is a study done by Widman and Batty um, uh, back in 2003. And also um, uh, Dr. Tuna also did another uh, study in 2007. And that actually indicated that 40% of people not showing symptom uh, exposed on an MRI scan showed that they had bulging discs so then the, this raises questions and concerns 
does it really mean that if I have a bulging disc that is equivalent to pain? Mm. No, actually no. It depends on um, the level and the tension around your connective tissue. If you have too much tension around connective tissue, then that can be a potential cause of the pain. Uh, another study done, uh, this is uh, an old study that was done back in 1987 and some of course reviewed later on by uh, Labiev in 2005. So that there was a study done uh, which they were trying to look at the lumbar spine degeneration and what they noted that lumbar degeneration actually starts at early age, as early as 20 years of age. And there's a very low correlation between uh, arthritis and, for example, uh, low back pain. And there are more and more and more and more many studies done. Like an imaging done uh, on a general population shows about that 35 to 40% uh, of population uh, have rotator cuff tears across all age groups. And, and, and this was an interesting uh, study, but actually do not present with the shoulder pain. In another study where we find that in patients over the age of 70, two out of three will have a symptomatic rotator cuff tear, but they do not present with pain. And that goes on and on and on. Another study done in 2008 by Pedison and Croft, that there's only about 50% correlation between knee pain and arthritis, which is also very interesting. So patients presenting with knee pain does not necessarily emanate from uh, you know, uh, went uh, around the cartilage. Another interesting study. So back in 2002, uh, Helms and uh, Major, so they did a study and they found that 35% uh, of basketball players who have no history of knee pain actually show abnormalities on MRIs than for the knees. So overall, I'm not against uh, any uh, medical imaging. Um, but I find every time a patient comes in, we have to really factor in what are the benefits of any procedure that we are about to do in regard to the presenting uh, condition. For example, if a patient has, a, like now, these four patients I had, they had low back pain, they've had MRIs done. So they had MRIs done, uh, not once. I had a patient who had had three MRIs done for the spine. And, and I'm like, what are the doctors looking for? And, and, and all the four, three, four times they had MRIs done, there was no physical examination done. There was no um, screening of any reflexes done. So in other words, there was not so much digging on the actual body to identify what is the source of the pain. So what could be the ideal way to handle this so we have to really appreciate that as much as the mris and the x-rays help us in identifying if there's any active uh, if there's any fracture there is any active inflammation there is any tumor somewhere that we might be missing all those can be always be picked from physical examination so we have to really appreciate and and, and look deeper that we cannot compromise on movement if we uh, focusing towards recovery so the way i look at it is that if movement and pain are on the same bar is like they are balancing on our you know like on our beam and it means that anytime we, you lower the movement pains are likely to increase and and if we 
lower the uh, pain on the other end means we have to uh, you know ideally increase the the movement and if you lower movement for sure of course the body becomes stiff you have more tension and then that means that the pains over time are likely to increase and okay so to share a bit of this and and, and to make sense out of it is that all the patients i'd seen the new patients it happens that after we start to introduce movement their pain levels drop so we have not to generalize in terms of restrictions or limitations that we make especially when it comes to uh, pain uh, pain problems yeah so for more uh, you know like uh, for more information we can always link forward and back you can share your thoughts and I think if you have pain, it's always best to see a manuotherapist. This could be a physical therapist. This could be an orthopedic uh, manuotherapist. It can be a massage therapist. It can be a chiropractic. It can be an osteopath. But you have to start from working from the body outwards rather than working from outwards and trying to correlate that into the body. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Bye-bye.